The following podcast is a program segment from the Midday Moments program with Gary Duncan. Join Gary for two hours of sacred music, along with moments of faith, family, and fun. Listen to AM 850 in St. Louis, or on the live stream at KFUO.org. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, KFUO Radio. AM 850, KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. You're listening to Midday Moments. I'm Gary Duncan. It's nice to be with you today. And it's time again for us to talk to, well, what's becoming a regular here, uh, the proprietor of your local fishing and shepherding supply headquarters located on the banks of the Kaskaskian and a retired apostle. We're talking again to St. Peter of St. Peter's Hook and Crook. Welcome, St. Peter. Oh, welcome to you, Gary. It's good to talk to you again. So the last few weeks, Peter, you've been talking about us uh, on language and grammar of the Greek New Testament. Do we have another philological discussion this afternoon? Oh, oh, oh philological, huh? Oh, I, I'm impressed. Been using your Reader's Digest Word of the Day app, have you? Well, <laughs> now that I'm talking to an apostle every week, I figured I'd better start brushing up on my language skills. Well, you know, actually, Gary, rather than continuing our philological discussion, as you say, I I thought I'd like to get a little more personal. I I got to thinking, have I ever talked to you about the time Jesus called me to be his disciple? I kind of remember uh, a few years ago, I used to listen when you would visit with Paul Clayton on that old morning show, but I don't remember that story coming up. You know, I don't remember talking it with uh, Paul either. Uh, maybe I did or didn't, or, or maybe it's just a reflection that many years have passed for both of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I must admit that the older I get, the less I remember. Which, in my case, is why it's good that somebody, and in fact several bodies, took the time to write all this stuff down in Scripture. I assume you have your Bible uh, ready, as always, Gary. Oh, I've always had the Bible open and ready. Well, uh, if my memory fails, you'll come to my rescue. I'll do that. Okay. Uh, Gary, a a lot of people are amazed that I would just pick up and leave my family and home and and go off and follow Jesus. But the fact is, that's not exactly what happened. But, Peter, that's what Matthew says in his gospel. And Jesus said to them, that's you and your brother Andrew, follow me and I will make fishers of men. Immediately they let their nets go and they followed him. Well, I know, and that's basically the same story that you get from Mark and Luke as well. And and what they say is true, but they don't give you the whole story. They don't give you the back story, as they say there in, in the TV shows. For that, you have to go to the Gospel of John. You see, we were young men, and, and like most young men, we were footloose and fancy-free. Well, take yourself there, Gary. Uh, what did you do after you finished high school? Uh, well, right after I finished high school, I celebrated, and then uh, uh, I pretty much hung around with my friends for the summer, worked maybe a part-time job uh, working in the stock room at Sears, and then, then I decided to get a little bit serious. I got married, had two kids, and then I went off to college. <laughs> <laughs> so you did kind of settle down there uh, pretty soon, you know. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of men in their youth, they, they want to spread their wings, you know, uh, before starting a family, they go off to college or, or to the military. I kind of uh, did it backwards. 
<laughs> you know, people say that's kind of true of you of many things, Yes, Jerry. that's right. <laughs> but anyway, you know, usually, you no, know, no, people kind of go off and do all kinds of things, anything to try something new. Well, that's kind of the story of the prodigal son in the Bible, right? Similar? Well, well exactly, exactly. So, so uh, we too, my, my brothers and friends and I, we, we'd gone off for a little adventure. Why, why, why all of us there, along with James and John, we'd left our home in Galilee and we traveled far south to follow an up-and-comer by the name of John the Baptist. Well, I'm looking here. I think I found the passage you're referring to. It's in John. It's in John's Gospel. It says, The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. Were you one of those two disciples? Well, no, not not actually. Uh, if you read on, though, you'll find that one of them was my brother Andrew. Uh, he then came and got me and said, We have found the Messiah. So together, we had known Jesus for some time before he came to me that day I was fishing and said, follow me. In fact, if I remember the sequence of events, you must have actually been a follower of Jesus before he formally called you that day. As I recall it, hadn't you attended a wedding with Jesus? Well, you know, for an old guy, your memory is pretty sharp. Yeah, that's right. All, all four of us, James, John, uh, and myself, had met Jesus while we were following the Baptist. In fact, we stayed down south in the area of the River Jordan with Jesus and the Baptist for some time. As you know, however, uh, the Baptist was arrested. Uh, Jesus, wisely, I thought, left the area to return to Galilee, where he had grown up. And we too, uh, we were from that northern region, and we returned as well. And you're right, we, we did continue to hang out with Jesus on occasions. Uh, surprisingly, though, I actually had kind of given up on the idea of any uh, formal discipleship of Jesus or John or anyone. Why is that? Well, you can understand from your own background. When we're younger, we do like to indulge our freedom for a while, but then we grow up, we mature, and realize that sooner or later we have to settle down. You know, some of us grow up faster, though. Well, <laughs> I only spent a summer, <laughs> then I grew up. But go on. <laughs> you know, my brothers and friends and I, we'd gone back to the fishing business. Why, indeed, I'd even done like you. I'd married my childhood sweetheart and bought a house in Capernaum. So it was quite a sacrifice, though, that you made that day when you left everything to follow Jesus. But, well, but see, there's more to it than that. Uh, the truth is Jesus centered his ministry in my own town of Capernaum. In fact, uh, my house became the headquarters for the Jesus organization. I actually always figured Jesus did that so I wouldn't have to be far from my wife. I'm sure your wife was glad to have you close, but what did she think about all the rest of the disciples kind of hanging around the house all over the place? <laughs> well, you know, we had numerous discussions about people wiping their feet before they came in the door. But she loved me, and she believed in Jesus, too, and so she tolerated the commotion. Uh, and after all, I had made some sacrifices for her as well. What sacrifices were those, Peter? Well, her mother was a sickly woman, and, and I had consented for her to come and live with us. And everybody knows what men think about their mothers-in-law. <laughs> well, in truth, uh, she was a sweet woman and a hard worker. Uh, whenever her health allowed, she was a great help to my wife, which was a definite blessing. It was no small task feeding Jesus and the rest of us. 
We appreciate all the background information, but it still seems to me that it was quite a step for you to take that day when you left, your nets behind, and you went off to follow Jesus. Wasn't that a very big step? Well, I, I know it seems that way, but, but again, there, there's a little more to the story that you need to know. See, I really wasn't all that eager to just drop everything and follow Jesus at his call. It actually took uh, a little more convincing than that. What kind of convincing, Peter? Well, let me tell you the whole story that happened that day. Uh, I would think in many ways it's not all that different than maybe the story of how you came to serve the Lord Jesus. Well, Peter, it's true. I feel I serve the Lord here at KFO, but on the other hand, I never left everything to follow Jesus like you did. The Lord didn't ask you to leave everything, did he? Um, you're right. It was a unique calling that Jesus gave unto James, John, Andrew, and I. There, there are only a handful of men who can truly call themselves apostles. But the pattern of the way Jesus dealt with us is actually the same pattern with which he deals with you and, and all your listeners. And what pattern is that? Well, the night before Jesus called me to follow him, it had been a hard one for me. As I said, I was a man of responsibility now. I, I had house payments, a wife and a mother-in-law to take care of. I provided for them in the only way I knew how. I was a fisherman. But lately the fishing business had been slow. Uh, things had gotten so bad that, that Andrew, my brother, and I had partnered with our former competitors, James and John. Wow, they were your competitors? Well, yes, they, they were part of a family-run business with their father, Zebedee. But their fortunes had turned as bad as ours. We thought if we combined our resources, we could make a success of it. But the fish remained scarce, and, and now we have to divide our profits four ways. In fact, that fateful day, I had worked all night and not caught a single fish. That morning, when Jesus started preaching to the crowds like he always does there on the seashore, there I was cleaning my nets, not being a disciple. I have the story here in the Gospel of Luke. Your exact words to Jesus were, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. <laughs> toiled. Yes, that, that was the perfect word. I worked hard, but had nothing to show for it. And of course, that's where we all find our place in the story. What do you mean? Well, well today we're all busy people. Uh, take yourself, for example. Just just tell, tell me a little bit about your schedule. Well, first I wake up. And that's then I, a good place to Yeah, start. that's good. But here, I breathe in, I breathe out. <laughs> that's a little more detail than we were looking <laughs> I for. I know. But if I'm still breathing in, I hurry to work. I check with the other KFO staff to see if I can help them with anything. Then I check emails. I work on financial records. I interview people and so on. Yeah, in fact, I understand you're doing all kinds of extra work because of COVID and filling in for people. Yeah, there's so much to do around here. and uh, But uh, it's always a pleasure to serve God this way. And you do realize that you're not the exception, but you're the rule. In most families, both husband and wife usually have to work, sometimes even putting in many hours of overtimes. There's all kinds of school activities and sporting events to attend, and yet for all the labor, you never seem to get ahead. And just when you think you're about to put a little money back, that utilities raise their rates. And it's no different for older people as well. But why a lot of the retired people I know are busier now than when they worked full time. We are a nation of toilers. But what is really surprising is how Jesus responds to all of this. How's that, Peter? Well, you might think in our busyness, he would cut us some slack. But no, when I come back next week, 
I'll tell you how he treated me in all of my busyness, and I think you'll see it's exactly the same way he treats you and all of your listeners as well. Well, you're coming back next week, huh? Yep, more, I plan to. More busy work. busy here, but busy, I plan busy, to. Busy, busy, busy. More busy work for me and you. We'll look forward to that story to continue. So uh, we'll talk to you next week. Listener supported AMA 50 KFUO. We are the messenger of good news.